All right, welcome to the All About Nothing podcast. Thank you so much for joining. I am your host, Barrett. And yes, it has legitimately been quite a while since the last time... Last time I recorded. It is June the 6th, 2018. Lots and lots going on. Lots going on. So, uh, I know know a lot of people have been worried recently, and there is nothing to fear. Our, uh, our first lady has been found. Yeah. I say found. I don't I don't really know that she's been found. She 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 apparently is safe. Um she did go in for an operation um probably about a month ago. In fact, so just to just to recap, so basically um we have not seen Melania Trump, the first lady of the United States, since um, since they brought the three hostages back from North Korea. It has it has been a a it has been nearly a month. Yeah, but NBC News is reporting that uh, despite the fact that there were rumors that she may have either she may have either moved out of the White House. Or um, she moved back to New York, or she may have gone. Uh, she may have passed. <laughs> so I mean, so, some some of the some of the um, rumors are that she passed away, that that she's being replaced, that uh, that you know there there are there were all sorts of rumors, but uh, apparently uh, she is fine. What made it really awkward though is that. Um, and in and, and all honesty, I think the news probably made it worse than it actually was. But let's just say so the, one of the one of the things that just doesn't seem to be within the president's control is his ability to just not tweet everything that he thinks or hears or whatever. Anyway, earlier today, uh, he, he tweeted that um, uh, he said basically that, you know, that this is it's vicious the way that the media is going after his relationship with the first lady and. You know, it's that, uh, you know, there were these rumors that she was getting a facelift and that there were these rumors that she had moved out of the White House and that she had moved back to New York. And there were these rumors that she was in some third world or not third world country, but she that basically she had left and that she did not want to be married to the president. And, and, and in all honesty, I can't really blame her. But, yeah, it's her first appearance since May 10th, which was when they brought the, po- the hostages back uh, or first public appearance since May 10th. Um, which was after they brought the hostages back from hostages, the uh, the the individuals that came back from North Korea, um, but um, she uh, she did on May 10th apparently go undergo a procedure um, uh, that her office was calling a benign kidney condition. So she she did have an operation. She she was. Uh, uh, unavailable for at least a day, but there, there were there were plenty of people that were reporting that whatever it was, this procedure that she underwent, it it was um, in in many cases to be considered uh, outpatient surgery. So she she potentially could have gone home uh, after the operation, but um, they said that uh, at least in that instance that she did stick out the rest of the week in 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 the uh, the hospital. 
Um, and then uh, after that, we just we didn't see or hear from her. It, it had been it had been a long time since we'd seen or hear from her. And uh, and of course, the media was the news was uh, becoming more and more vicious about I say vicious. They were becoming more and more inquisitive. The president labeled it as being vicious. Um, he's he's the one that that really seems the most paranoid about any sort of negative information coming out about him and his wife. You know, they, it, we are we are still in the midst of this long running investigation into what is possible collusion with the Russians over the 2016 uh, president uh, uh, campaign. Um, there is an ongoing investigation and, and see the president keeps calling it a witch hunt because he does not, he is stating that there is no collusion. Uh, his, his, what he is putting out there into the universe is that basically there was no collusion between his campaign and the Russians. Now there is a, a damning amount of evidence that seems to support that there was collusion and that there, and, and this is just based on information that gets leaked out to uh, the press and then the press reports. But there is there is potentially in enough information that seems to point fingers at the possibility that there was some sort of collusion between the Trump campaign and, and the Russians. And one of the things that really just I, I don't I don't try to engage in conversations with people that have the opinions that seem to be, you know, the president was joking when he asked the Russians to basically find the 30,000 emails that had supposedly gone missing. And it's it's frustrating to get in these conversations because you, you can sit there and you can say, well, President Trump literally during the campaign says, I don't joke. I don't make jokes. I don't tell jokes. I'm not a comedian. I don't tell jokes. But then when when, you know, when it turns out that people seem to be upset over the fact that he asked Russia in front of everyone to to look into finding these these emails, you know, it's it's all of a sudden, oh, he was just kidding about that. That was just a joke. So it, it, it's it's alarming to me how people can sort of just they, they seem to have this ability to just ignore the things that he says, the things that he admits, the things that he he says that that you want to grasp onto and say, well, that's that's him being real. That's 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 the real Donald Trump. But it's hard to 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 to, to hold on to that when, you know, you have so many people that don't want to believe that it's possible that he could have been colluding with the Russians, and and you know they 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 jump to this thing where immediately it's, oh well, he was just kidding. Even though he says he doesn't kid, he doesn't make jokes, he doesn't do that. And yet, for some reason, we want, we, they want to hold on to this idea that, that he was just joking, you know. And then you have to look at the fact that there have been so many indictments, there have been so many guilty pleas, there have been so many people that worked on his campaign that have admitted that, one, they did work with the Russians, that there was some sort of involvement with the Russians, and two, that that now they're pleading guilty to these um, indictments. They're pleading, you know, there's a grand jury that's getting, that is taking in the evidence and then issuing warrants and indictments to bring these people in, and they are, some of them have pled guilty. They have pled guilty and they're turning over evidence. And I, I'll be honest with you, I can't even imagine how nervous that must make the president unless he is absolutely just completely disconnected from it. Unless he is he is so far removed from the entire thing that he can just sit there and pretend like they're not talking about him. You know, 
when when you one of the things I, I, I think that, that bothers me most about this president is the reports on what his day looks like. And there are so many people that leak that I guess comes out of the White House that are staffers there that they 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 in talking to their friends that work for the news or they talk to somebody that is in the media in the news that just happens to be part of the press corps or something like that. But they will they will give them little inside information tidbits that that claim that one, the president doesn't come out of the residency until sometimes 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock in the morning. And that when he does, he he's sometimes he's not even dressed for the day. There, there are these, there are these reports that, that are from staffers inside the white house that claim that he has televisions set up all over the residency that for the most part, are all tuned to Fox News because there does seem to be, if you want to find collusion, there does seem to be some sort of relationship between President Trump and Fox News, mostly involving President Trump and Fox and Friends, which airs from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. every every weekday morning. And there is, you know, there just seems to be this relationship that you cannot ignore because they, they you know, President Trump is constantly on Fox News or Fox and Friends in the morning. He's constantly taking information from them and talking to them about things. It seems like sometimes that they know they are specifically talking to the president when they are saying things like they are they are pushing messages to him specifically. It is so it, I, 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 the only thing I can, that really comes to mind when I think of the situation that we currently have with this president and the 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 the. The relationship he has with Fox News and specifically Fox and Friends is it feels like that same relationship that President President that that Putin of Russia um, that that he has with the the Russian news the RT the 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 Russian news agency uh, the the state run news and and that's it, it is it is incredibly uncomfortable just how. Fox News can be the only news that's right, and then everyone else is basically just attacking the president. And he keeps I, I, I feel like maybe when he was in school, he there was no history that was taught when it comes to, you know, the, specifically the witch hunts and and the Salem witch trials, and and you know and and, and how how you know women and and even men were accused of being witches and he keeps screaming that it's just a witch hunt and i for the life of me don't understand how he can keep claiming this over and over and over because it just it's not a witch hunt it really is not and in fact today uh, absolutely today um uh, speaker of the house ryan um finally aligned himself with south carolina representative Trey Grout, drake Gowdy. And in saying that, you know, that the 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 evidence that is turning up needs to be looked at and, and that it needs a decision needs to be made based on the evidence, not just the fact that the president keeps coming out and saying that he's not he's not done anything wrong. And I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't actually, in his knowledge, collude with Russia over the 2016 election. Maybe he he did not actually have as much involvement in it, say, as some of the people that worked for him. Um, but there was definitely some relationships with Russia or the Ukraine or Turkey or or, or other places that, you know, other other, you know, countries in this world that that aren't necessarily our friends. 
you know, it, there there is this the, the, there is this idea that that he may not have worked with them, but like I said, people in his campaign they might have, and and if they did, there is a necessity to to see you know if you look at it like this. Let's just say hypothetically, let's say the entire campaign was involved in it and they undermined the entire election. Let's say that 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 they knew that Russia was involved in these spam bots on Facebook and other social media platforms where they were basically filling people with false stories about President Obama or they were filling people with stories about Bernie Sanders or uh, Secretary Hillary Clinton, you know, that, that there was all of this misinformation out there completely intended to sway voters towards Donald Trump. And let's say that it was information that was put out there, let's say, by uh, some sort of Russian organization, whether it was the Russian government or, or, or a private industry, whomever. But let's just say, hypothetically speaking, that that happened. Okay? And then take into account the possibility that that happened specifically to sway people's votes. And that if that happened, that, that it was... It was um, it was done with the knowledge of the campaign and it was done with the knowledge of multi or um, um, social media platforms that they knew that there was misinformation out there you know that but if you if you take all of that and you hype you say hypothetically let's just say that that all did happen and then that it did successfully undermine the campaign and that it did successfully undermine the actual democracy that our country is based on wasn't there a crime committed? Was that was that a crime? Was is it, is it? I mean, we have the 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 Federal Elections Committee has rules in place that you cannot take in money from a foreign government for an election. You just can't because you don't. There is no way to tell whether there will be favors that have to be called upon or or that that government or country or uh, exterior outside of the country, outside of the United States, if that person comes out. And, and decides that they need to request a favor and they're the ones that donated money to your campaign that may have gotten you elected. You, you know, we can't be certain that that president is going to ignore, you know, the requests of some leader from another country who may have funded his campaign in the, the amount of millions of dollars. But what if that millions of dollars wasn't millions of dollars in, in a financial sense? But what if that was what if that was information um, such as you know, lost emails that may have been hacked by some sort of uh, uh, foreign government or, or foreign um, intelligence service. You know, how how valuable would information be? Could that be looked at as being possibly some sort of financial uh, assistance? I mean, you know, because the president got elected, he's now being paid as the president of the United States. So it's entirely possible that you could look at that as being, you know. You could look at it as being a financial backing of a foreign government, you know, or a foreign entity that that is now involved themselves in our campaign. And, you know, we we there is there is already uh, I don't I can't call it evidence because I've not seen it because nothing's been released because James uh, not James Comey, but uh, Robert Mueller um, is 
definitely still um, involved in this investigation into whether crimes were committed. And there obviously were crimes committed because people have been brought in. They've been arrested and brought up on charges, and some of them have pled guilty, like I mentioned before. Okay, so the investigation continues, and we have a president who continues to deny his involvement in it. He continues to deny his campaign's involvement in it. And, and, and the thing that he says over and over again is no collusion. There was no collusion. No one colluded. There was no collusion. And you, I, I, I can't hear the same thing over and over and, and not think, does he believe there's no collusion? Or is he simply repeating something just over and over because it's stuck in his head? I don't, I don't you know, I, I, I'd like to believe that, that we as the people of this country would only elect someone that was uh, worthy of being called president. You know, um, I, I, I can honestly say in this case, I don't feel like Donald Trump is worthy of being our president. I, I just don't feel like it. That doesn't necessarily mean that I believe that Hillary Clinton was worthy of being our president. I, I'm not comfortable with her either, you know. And, and granted, I, I, you know, I campaigned for Bernie Sanders. I, I, I made door-to-door calls, you know, and, and I worked a phone bank. I, I did all of those things because I believed that of the of of those that were running, I believed that Bernie Sanders was, in, in my opinion, it may still be, but in my opinion, is someone that best represents what this country is and stands for. You know, I, I it's just, I, I that's what... I just felt like Bernie Sanders was the one to 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 run this campaign, and and in all honesty, I there were so many bad choices. I am curious, um, you know, once we get through this election cycle, once we get through the general election, in fact, here in South Carolina, um, we have our primary coming up on June twelfth. So next Tuesday um, is the primary for South Carolina, and if I had done my research, I probably would have prepared a little bit better for doing. Um, maybe breaking down some of the um, some of the uh, candidates for the local elections here in South Carolina. Um, we are going to be voting for a governor. Um, Henry McMaster currently is the governor of South Carolina, and he is um, not necessarily a shoe in to even um, be the um, be the representative for the Republican Party. When it comes to governor for South Carolina, there is the possibility that he may not uh, not get uh, an opportunity to run for governor. He 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 may not. Um, there are many um, Dem- well, there are several Democrats running for governor here in South Carolina, um, and uh, I, I see the signs up as I, I I get up every morning and and walk. Um, I do see the the signs all over the neighborhood. We have uh, we have several uh, for. Uh, James Smith, who is running, we there are um, that I've I've seen uh, I've seen uh, Kevin Bryant, I've seen uh, Catherine Templeton, who is the uh, she is the former director, um, she's an attorney, she's former director of the Department of Health and Environmental Control, she was the former director of the Department of Labor and Licensing and Regulation. Um, there's John Warren, who's basically just a, a businessman. Um, his running mate is Pat McKinney. They're out of Charleston uh, County. Um, there are, uh, the, the Kevin Bryant, I believe is also, uh, I think I mentioned him. Kevin Bryant is, is, is running as, uh, uh, as the incumbent, uh, Lieutenant governor. So, you know, this is, this election is going to be important 
for the entire country because I, I because right now, at least at the federal level, we have um, we have such an off balance um, uh, system. You have the legislative branch, which is Congress, and you have the House of Rep- Representatives and the Senate. And with those two branches being controlled by the Republican Party, there is a a, a feeling that you know, and and you can deny it, you can you can admit it. It doesn't matter. It's it's there. The Republican Party controls uh, the legislative branch, and they decide which bills come to. Um, Vote. They just, you know, Mitch McConnell and and uh, Paul Ryan currently, uh, who's resigning, which is terrific because it opens up the possibility that Wisconsin could could actually get the opportunity to vote for a new candidate, or in you know they'll they'll get to vote for a new candidate, but they'll get to vote, you know, without the pressure of having a politician who is currently in a place of power drawing as much financial uh, assistance from you know people like the Koch brothers and and and, and other groups and and super PACs and things like that you don't you don't have a Paul Ryan who is basically a juggernaut when it comes to um, his candidacy in or, or his his prolonged um, uh, staying in as uh, the Speaker of the House. But so with the opportunity, with him bowing out and not running, there is the opportunity that there may be either uh, a replacement to him uh, in in a in the form of someone from another party, so the Democrats could flip that seat. You know, there there when when you have politicians decide that they're retiring, and and I'm going to get into that here in just a second. Um, but the you know, the, I am I am I am all over the map today to be completely honest with you but i am completely in favor of term limits on 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 how long these people can represent us in the federal government because when when you have politicians that stay in place for as long as some of them have you run into the problem of them um, becoming close with groups, lobbying groups, uh, corporations, things like that, they that have the potential to influence these 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 senators and these representatives in ways that we cannot as voters, because you know, for a lot of them, running in the district that they were elected in, those districts are so heavily gerrymandered or, or, or uh, gerrymandered, however we're supposed to say it now, they are so heavily adjusted to lean one direction or the other that it, it, it it's almost impossible to get them unelected when when these elections come around it, it is it is absolutely ridiculous uh, how hard it is to get these incumbents out of office once they've been elected I mean you almost for something like for something like Paul Ryan if he were running again he would have to run in a primary against other Republicans. And he'd have to win that primary. I, I feel like I'm doing a civic lesson, but okay. So Paul Ryan would have to then win his primary election in order to be the representative for the Republican Party when it comes time for the general election, which of course is in November. So with that said, having Paul Ryan step aside to have someone else step in, 
um, there is the potential that that the Republican Party could be represented by someone who may be not quite as in line with the president as Paul Ryan has been, uh, or they could elect they you know they could choose a Democrat who might be slightly more moderate uh, than maybe the representatives that they've had for the Democratic Party, um, and and you know you you get the availability to actually have a better election. Now the, the the counties and the districts and whatnot are still pretty heavily gerrymandered, and there is. It is difficult to flip or or change a, a a an area because there is so much there is there's so much political you know sway. It's already it's already in place. You know, living in Lexington County here in South Carolina, Lexington County is a very red district, and uh, South Carolina in itself is a very red state. I mean, it's it's voted Republican many, many times. We have not had a Democratic governor or a, a Democrat governor um, since Governor Hodges. And that was, we, we've had Nikki Haley. We had, we have Governor McMaster right now. We had Nikki Haley before that. We had Mark Sanford before that. And, and before Mark Sanford was Governor Hodges. Now, Governor Hodges did a lot for this state. I mean, I, you know, arguably, I guess, because um, when I was when I first moved here, he was governor, and it was under his watch that we got the education lottery system in place. It was under his watch that that there were um, drastic improvements to some of the um, social programs here in South Carolina. You know, people call it welfare, and they don't like it because you know it's helping people that seemingly are based on opinion don't seem to help themselves there there's there there are people that there are all these excuses as to why you know governor hodges was not a good governor but you know he he was no worse than anybody else and and i feel like when i first moved here there was a lot of there were a lot of people that that liked hodges um so uh, you know and then and even nikki haley i mean nikki haley was you know there was there was controversy around her election uh initially and there was controversy over some donor money that came from that may have come from the hospital uh, that she was um heavily involved in that she worked for um so you know it there's always going to be um, some discord when it comes to how these elections are handled, going all the way back to you know, President Trump. And there, there's always going to be accusations. There's always going to be the possibility that maybe there was some involvement ex- externally that could have influenced voters in a way that, that, that may have gotten them elected. And I, I, don't, I don't know for certain if that's the case with President Trump. I don't know if that's certain for you know Nikki Haley when she was elected here I don't, you know there's there's I don't know but you know with with the investigation that's going on it needs to be allowed to finish I know that if it was Hillary Clinton that was currently the president of the United States that the Republicans would be pushing just hand over foot they'd be pushing as hard as they could to get this investigation as much information as possible because if 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 it turned out that she was guilty, then it would have been because the investigation found that information. That's hypothetical. She's not our president. You know, Trump is. So if there is the potential that there was some illegal involvement in the election, then you, you, you have to let it be investigated. You have to let it see itself through because we, if, 
you know, if Trump gets if Trump has gotten away with it, if you know, I'm not saying that that he won't he wouldn't be held responsible or that the people that may have been heavily involved in it won't be held responsible. But if if for some reason we we have a situation where, you know, he was guilty, chances are he's going to be pardoned anyway. So if he's found guilty, if he's impeached and then removed from office and there are criminal charges against him, I, I have I have no doubt in my mind that. The, the then President Pence would then pardon uh, President Trump, uh, or, you know, former President Trump, whatever you want to call him. I have no doubt in my mind that that is exactly what would happen. And as disturbing as that is, because in my mind, there's absolutely no reason to pardon him. You know, I, 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 if it was Clinton, I'd feel this. I tell you the exact same thing. If the if if they found evidence to support that she was criminally involved in 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 running the the 2016 election and undermining that election and undermining our democracy, I feel like that's treason. And you have to follow that up with the punishment of what you would punish someone who commits treason. I you know. It, no pardons allowed. I just, I, 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 feel like you go after them, and if you're, or if you're gonna, if you're gonna have the investigation, and you find that there, there's necessity to bring criminal charges against President Trump, or, or hypothetically President Clinton, or even hypothetically President Bernie Sanders. Regardless, if, if there is evidence to support bringing criminal charges, and then they are found guilty, if that president is impeached from office because of said charges, and then they have a criminal trial that then, you know, finds them guilty of these charges, I absolutely 100% believe that you have you have to you have to follow that up with the 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 full letter of the law that if they committed treason and they are found guilty of committing treason which in my mind again absolutely if 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 you undermine the election you're undermining our democracy that is treason against this country you have to Follow that up with the punishment for treason. And in some cases, the punishment for treason is still death. You know, I mean, it's it's a fact. Death is still part of the punishment for some criminal acts that are that are considered treason. I'm not saying we're going to put a president to death. I, it's highly unlikely. I, I mean, I'm you know, I, I think that they're <laughs> I'm more likely to win the lottery than we are to see a president found guilty of treason and put to death for said treason. So, uh, you know, who knows? I, I'm, I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm just saying it's highly, highly unlikely. Um, what else is going on? Um, I know we're approaching the time that I would normally do with just one show and me. Um, we will have Zach back on um, at some point here soon. I know um, even today uh, he's working out a theme song so that uh, it's it's – um, more my show and, and, and less, you know, pit tidbits and whatnot that I've picked up from listening to other podcasts and even, even radio shows that I listened to when I was a high school, uh, in high school and elementary school, that sort of thing. So I, you know, um, I don't, I don't really have much. We're about to kick, kick off our kickball season again. It's summer. Um, it's going to be hot. Um, uh, but, uh, we're going to, We've got a bunch of new players. We've actually stolen some players from uh, some of the uh, some of the other teams. Um, one of them in particular is a team that uh, they win their championship, our championship. They win almost every season, and uh, we we did happen to be able to pull off 
uh, heisting some of their players, which was uh, is going to be nice. We'll see. Uh, should be fun. Um, but we look forward to having a good season and, and whatnot. Um, I am uh, I am headed to Atlanta next week uh, to to go see the Braves play at SunTrust Park, which will be really cool because I've not ever been to SunTrust Park before. Um, it's been it's it's been several years since I've even been to a Braves game, so this will this will be a this will be a lot of fun for me. Um, you know, uh, I do uh, want to just mention and uh, that um, if uh, if 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 the direction of this country is important to you and you have the opportunity you know absolutely tomorrow not tomorrow but you you have the opportunity and and you are a registered voter um june 12th here in south carolina is primary day and 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 people need to you know you need to do the research you need to look into see what these candidates you know represent and and how they align with you um and and look at the issues and really you know talk to other people about it because they may have some ideas that you haven't thought of and that, that it might give you uh, more insight into where your opinions may lie and, and, and how you think best that this state and this country can be uh, one. And, and that goes for everyone in every state because, you know, voting is, is, is I'm not, I don't, I don't like to say that it's our civic responsibility, but it, it is our, as, as, as as far as our country having representatives, those representatives are representing us. And even if you don't vote for someone that is elected, it is still important that if you have an opinion about something that you express it. I I have I have an email that I send out, and maybe next one of one, one of these shows I'll read it. But I have an email that I send to uh, Representative Joe Wilson. Uh, it goes to uh, Senator Lindsey Graham and Senator Tim uh, Tim um, can't think of his last name. Anyway, the other senator here from South Carolina. Um, but I, I have an email that goes out to them that I send literally every single day that is on uh, gun control um, and 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 background checks and the necessity of of, of said background checks. Um, I have an email that I send out that is specifically about school safety in the event of of uh, of a of a shooter situation i have an email that's sent out um to all three of them about the federal um the federal uh level of of basically angst against um cannabis and marijuana um i have uh, i have several emails that, that that i send out every single day because i i want to make sure that even if they are not reading it but s- that someone's reading because i get a response uh, every if i send if i send seven emails in a week, um, on, on each subject, I will get at least two responses back in a week from each one of them. And, and, and it may not necessarily be them responding, but it is at least, it is at least a response from the office of, which means that even if it's being ignored by the Senator or the representative, that, that it is, it is being seen by somebody. And that somebody is generally going to be someone that is involved in their office, which means there's the possibility that it might catch their eye and that maybe they might bring them to attention. You know, I, marijuana should be legal in this country. I think that there are health benefits. I absolutely believe that there are health benefits to, um, the, the use of cannabis oils and things like that, that, that prolong, um, the lives of cancer patients that make that make their lives just utterly better in the in the the 
you know, the miserable lives that they could be living because they're being restrained by the medications that, one, cost unbelievable amounts of money, and two, don't really do anything to, to support longer life in the you know, in, in, in the lifestyle or in the, in the, in the cancer bubble, you know, it's, it's, it's not comfortable. Uh, it, it absolutely is not. It's, it's, it's miserable. And there is the potential that, that there are some uses with marijuana and cannabis that could make lives easier. And, and, you know, my brother, I, I've probably said this before, but my brother who is, is, is 14 months younger than me, he has had seizures since about the age of six. He has had um, he's had one brain surgery and two seizure surgeries. And um, around the age of 18, he started having seizures again. And uh, it was it was just a few years ago that, that you know, um, he that, that marijuana was introduced into his um, it, uh, not smoking it, but in either in an edible form or um, uh, oil drops that have have drastically reduced the number of seizures he has. And in fact, he went for almost a year and six months without a single seizure where he was having three or four a week. Sometimes he'd have two a day. But 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 now he's having so few seizures that there is the potential that that um while he likely will never get a job because of his history, his medical history, there is the potential that that he could, you know, be able to to function fairly normally if if somebody would give him the opportunity, uh, you know. But he's he's, you know, he he's a good guy, and 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 cannabis has really helped get him to a point where he's not having these seizures all the time, you know. It, it's it is. I, I truly believe that there are life-saving potential medical um, situations that could be improved by cannabis and, and, and by at least research into it, you know? So it's, it's all, all, all of it's there. There is no reason not to at least allow for the research into it. You know, the fact that they don't allow it is, is, is just asinine to me. It doesn't make any sense as to why it's not even available to, to look into. So we will, I, I guarantee you, I will have, I will have another conversation, uh, or another monologue dialogue. We'll, I'll involve other people as well. Cause I definitely want, uh, I want people's opinions on what they think or why they think we're in the situation we are with not being allowed to, you know, research how m- marijuana affects, people medically speaking you know I, I get it you know it's there there are people that that use it to, as a recreation and and you know what i'd rather them use marijuana as a recreational at home in the privacy of their own homes where you know they're just chilling out then i don't i don't know the potential that they could be doing something dangerous or harmful you know because marijuana has never killed anyone it's never happened I mean, you can and and you can take you can take my word for it, or you can research it. But th- there's there is no reported incident where the effects of marijuana uh, have killed 
anyone. No one OD'd on marijuana. It just doesn't happen. It can't. It doesn't. I mean, I'm sorry. It just doesn't. So anyway, I am going to go ahead and wrap this one up. I appreciate you listening. This is the All About Nothing podcast. I am your host, Barrett. You can always uh, follow us on uh, Twitter, uh, AAN uh, pod. You can look for us there uh, or you can follow me on Twitter at Barrett Gruber. And uh, we will do another one here soon. Um, I'm hoping that maybe I can work it back out where I'm doing this regularly every week. Uh, I, 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 I'm not going to make any promises because when I make promises, I usually let people down and that is awful. So sorry. Um, anyway, we'll do it again very soon. Um, again, uh, I, if, if we do a show next week, it's probably going to be mostly about the primaries and, and you know what? Yes, I will. I will say it now. I will do a show next week. And what we'll do is I will make sure that I go into, um, the candidates, uh, representing which parties, uh, for the elections coming up, at least here in South Carolina. Um, if, uh, if you have any suggestions, please tweet me or, or, or whatnot. I will, I will look into, um, the states. If you want me to, I can look into it and see how people align in those other states as well. So thank you again for listening. We'll do it again real soon. I'm out. The All About Nothing podcast is a member of the GOT Podcast Network.